0: Up, everybody, welcome to the Mystery Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny, Johnny Alonzo. Alonzo. As a recurring theme this NFL season, the NFL continues to struggle with uh, COVID and its protocols in place and how they're dealing with it. Um, week 12, right now, is no different. We're going into this week with you know multiple changes uh, especially uh, one game in particular and players being affected by COVID. The number of positive tests seems to be spiking in the NFL as well and it's actually at this point it might be the worst that it's been throughout the whole season. Uh, For example you've had multiple changes already to the Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers game. It was originally scheduled for Thanksgiving night um, they had to push that back because of the spike, the number of tests, positive tests between both teams, especially the Ravens. Um now that's one game that we're looking at. Uh, originally, they said Sunday, you know, that lasted maybe five minutes before they went ahead and pushed it now back to Thursday. And even that's at Jeopardy., uh, it's a real good chance that game might not even happen this week. They might have to postpone that as well. Um, a lot of big name players being affected right now, for example, you got guys like, Lamar Jackson, who's in jeopardy of not playing this week, Adam Thielen, and Jonathan Taylor was already ruled out. So that being said, I'm going to go over my NFL picks for this week, provide you guys some locks. Um, some of the games, of course, with these changes, will that will affect lines and, and how you want to bet them or, or proceed going forward. So you want to keep an eye on these things. Uh, the first game I want to start with is the Los Angeles Chargers at Buffalo. They're, the Chargers are getting five and a half points uh, going on the road. They're going to travel across the country to take on the Bills on Sunday. The Chargers have been a big disappointment this year, but once again, most of their losses have been heartbreakers in games they often led early on. They don't often get beat by lopsided margins, uh, as and as such, I love grabbing points with them as a sizable underdog. Uh, despite being just three and seven, their point differential in the season is only minus 13 for the year. So that does say a lot. Um, Conversely, the Buffalo Bills, who are seven and three, their point differential is only plus seven. So I I think personally that Buffalo is a team that's pretty overrated. The Bills are just three and three in their last six games with with two of those wins coming against the lowly Jets and the Patriots. Justin Herbert has been playing an elite level, and I think finally getting a win against the Jets this past week will have the Chargers headed in the right direction. The Chargers are going to cover this spread, and I think they've got a good shot of win this one outright as well. I love the Chargers here, plus five and a half. Next game I'm going to cover should be a really good one. You have Tennessee plus three and a half at Indianapolis. This is a division game. This is a big one. Uh, The Colts and Titans will be battling for first place in the AFC South when they square off in Indianapolis Sunday afternoon. It's true that the Titans did not play well at home just two weeks ago against the Colts, but momentum is back on their side following a huge overtime win at Baltimore in this past weekend. Derrick Henry delivered his second consecutive 100 yard performance by marching for 133 yards against the Ravens, including the winning touchdown in overtime from 29 yards out. Needless to say, that was an impressive win over a Baltimore squad that had just stumped Indianapolis 24 10 during week nine action. Despite Tennessee's week 10 loss to Indy, Henry still went for 103 yards on just 19 carries in that contest. In a matchup between two good teams and division rivals that are evenly matched on paper, I will gladly accept getting more than a field goal. The Titans are 6-1 against the spread in their last seven on the road against opponents with winning home records, and 6-2 and against the spread in their last eight on field turf. And the Annapolis is 2-6 against the spread in their last eight against the AFC. It's also worth noting that the road team is 4-0 against the spread in their last four head to head matchups uh take tennessee and the points. Uh, for me this is a no brainer. We're going to jump to the next game here which has the Raiders 3 point favorites at Atlanta against the Falcons. Uh the Las Vegas Raiders suffered a narrow defeat to AFC West rivals Kansas City last week on Sunday night football, but they can bounce back when they face uh when they take on the Atlanta Falcons. The Raiders are now 6-4, and four, but have statistically played the hardest schedule of any team so far. And as a result, uh, have the easiest remaining schedule. John Gruden will know that doesn't mean anything unless you go out and get the results. And with the playoffs firmly within reach, I expect this team to head to Atlanta fired up and motivated. The Raiders have put up 31 points or more in each of their last three games. And they have been lethal in both the pass and run game. Derek Carr has thrown just three interceptions all season, and he is complemented by a sturdy tandem backfield of Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker. The Falcons looked woeful against the Saints last week, posting a measly 52 total rushing yards while Matt Ryan was picked off twice. Atlanta had been playing well prior to that performance, but there seems to be a clear difference in quality between this team and Vegas right now. I struggle to see how the Falcons keep this one uh, keep this one within a field goal, uh, take the, the Raiders and lay the points in this game. The next game, we got the Giants uh, five and a half point favorites at Cincinnati. The New York Giants are firmly in the playoff hunt despite being three and seven, and they can bolster their hopes when they take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Since season was already written off, but having quarterback Joe Burrow go down with the season ending knee injury um, will likely result in this team losing out. The Bengals had already suffered a stinging loss to the Steelers, where they offense often showed virtually nothing. And that continued with a woeful effort against Washington last week. Uh, Ryan Finley, who replaced Burrow, posted just 30 yards off of 10 attempts after he came in. Uh, Since losing Joe Mix in the Bengals run game has also been non-existent. uh, The Giants, meanwhile, have been much improved, winning three of their last five and losing by more than a score only twice all season. Daniel Jones has been solid at quarterback, while Wayne Gallman has stepped up nicely out of the backfield. Um, That's bad news for the Bengals' defense that is giving up five yards per carry this season, the second most in the NFL. All things considered, I have no idea how Cincinnati will be able to score points in this one. The Giants' offense hasn't been spectacular, but even a modest performance should see them win this one by a touchdown. Go with the Giants. All right, so we're going to go from one New York team to the other. We have the Jets at home, seven point underdogs against the Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins hopes of winning the AFC East were dealt a blow with a defeat to the Broncos last week. And they bid to get things back on track when they take on the New York Jets. Miami stormed to an easy 24-0 victory. When they uh these teams faced off last month, but I expected to have much tougher game this time around. For starters, the Jets are finally looking like having all of their key offensive starters playing together. Uh, for example, Darnold, Becton, Crowder, Mims, Perriman, um, at least one or more of those have been absent all season, and it's really affected the Jets' offense, however. Those three receivers have played in the last two games, and the Jets have been much improved, scoring a combined 55 points. Both of those resulted in one-score defeats against the Patriots and the Chargers, and I think they can keep things close uh, here, even against the uh, top-notch Dolphins defense. Despite winning five of the last six, Miami's offense hasn't been all that great and even resulted in two being benched during the last loss to Denver. A date with the Jets secondary should be just what he needs uh, to get his confidence back. And although it will be a surprise if the Vins don't win outright, I think the Jets uh, keep this one within a touchdown. I like the Jets here plus the points. Next game has Carolina, three-and-a-half-point underdogs at Minnesota. Um, Carolina snapped a five-game losing streak with a shutout of Detroit last week, and now the Panthers go on the road looking to clean the scalp of another NFC North outfit. Uh, despite being without Teddy Bridgewater, the Panthers still move the ball well, with DJ Moore quickly getting the, the, on the same page as stand, uh, stand-in quarterback P.J. Walker. Bridgewater should return from injury on Sunday to face the team that picked him in the first round of the 2014 draft and will find his receiving core all informed. Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, and more each caught at least seven passes against the Lions. That trio could carve up a defense that has given up the nine most most passing yards and struggled to put uh, Dallas quarterback Andy Dalton under pressure in the 31-28 Week 11 loss to the Cowboys. The Vikings threw that game away last week in a damaging blow to their playoff hopes and have now failed to cover in three of the five Uh, games when starting as the favorite. Uh, Their chances of covering in this game haven't been helped by Adam Thielen potentially being ruled out with COVID, meaning Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson's plates could be pretty full. If Thielen is out, the Panthers have what it takes to keep this close against the Minnesota side who have lost four out of the five at home this season. Take Carolina plus the points. It's a smart play here. Next game we have Cleveland, six-and-a-half-point favorites at Jacksonville. Uh, The Browns team of old would have definitely fallen on their face in this trap game against the Jaguars, but this um, iteration of Cleveland are made of much sterner stuff. Um, They had to battle the weather and and the Philadelphia Eagles last week to move to 7-3 and and are closing in on their first playoff berth in 18 years, even with Baker Mayfield still blowing hot and cold. The Browns' rushing attack has been enough to see them um, over the line, and Sunday's clash in Florida should be a case of the rinse and repeat for the Cleveland running backs against the Jaguars. Uh, Jacksonville has pr- proved um, durable on defense, uh, limiting Pittsburgh to 27 points in Week 11 as they slumped to a ninth uh, straight uh, loss. Uh, the bigger problems were on offense, where rookie quarterback Jake Luton looked out of his death. and it's no surprise to see him benched for this game. Um, rather than a return for Minshew Mania, though, Mike Glennon, who has a career record of six and sixteen, will get the start against the Browns. Glennon should lift the levels of the Jags' offense slightly, but it's still tough to take the Jags to cover. Uh, which they've only managed four times this season. Even with Cleveland missing their two best defensive players and Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward, the Browns are still more than a touchdown better than Jacksonville. All right, we're going to jump to another game here, which is Arizona. Uh, two and a half point favorites at New England. Um, it's been a bit of a role reversal for the Arizona Cardinals and New England Patriots heading into the Week 12 contest. In New England, while the once proud Patriots franchise is now struggling at four and six in its first season, uh, you know the post Tom Brady era, the Cardinals are in playoff contention at six and four. Now it is Arizona that has an MVP candidate at quarterback. Uh, Kyler Murray probably isn't going to pass Patrick Mahomes or even Russell Wilson in that race, but being a plus, you know, he's plus fourteen hundred actually. Uh, fourth choice certainly isn't bad, right? He's fourth favorite to win it all. In the past five games, Murray has thrown 11 touchdown passes compared to only two interceptions. His team's two most recent victories have come against Seattle and Buffalo clubs that will likely find themselves in the playoffs. In fact, the Bills are currently blowing away New England in the AFC East for a brief moment, it looked like the Patriots were turning things around, but a two-game winning streak ended with a terrible loss to Houston last weekend. They are also dead last in the NFL in yards per pass attempt. Arizona is 9-3-2 against the spread in their last 14 on the road, 7-2 against the spread in the last nine against opponents were losing records. The Patriots are 2-5 against the spread in their last seven overall, giving less than a field goal. Um, You know, you have to like the cards here. I think the cards are definitely a lock this week. They're a strong play. Take the cards in this one. All right, so we have the New York, uh, I'm sorry, the New Orleans Saints. They are six-point favorites at Denver. Um, Taysom um, Taysom Hill will look to follow up on his promising first start at quarterback when the New Orleans Saints visit the Denver Broncos. Unfortunately for Saints fans, I don't think you'll have much of success here. Um, After getting to play Atlanta's defense at home, he'll now be going on the road to play a much tougher unit. This Broncos defense is better than a lot of people realize, and they made Tua look so bad last week that Brian uh, Brian Flores benched him midway through the game. Drew Locke finally made some strides last week, and although I doubt he lights up here, um, he should be competent enough to help cover uh, this inflated spread. Jerry Judy has shown plenty of flashes Um, And with Noah Fant, Tim Patrick, and K.J. Hamler at his disposal, he quietly has some solid weapons. Denver's a really tough place for visitors to play with the altitude, and there's a little bit of value in this number. I'm betting it's small, though. I I think the plus six, you have to take Denver in this situation. San Francisco is the next uh, game we're going to talk about is the Niners. Um, six-and-a-half-point underdogs in L.A. against the Rams. The San Francisco 49ers season has been all but you know, curtailed due to a catalog of injuries, um, but I think they, they can at least keep things respectable when they take on the Los Angeles Rams. Let's not forget that 49ers won 24-16 when these teams met earlier this year and have had an extra week to prepare following their bye week. San Francisco will also be boosted by the news of Richard Sherman and Debo Debo Samuel returning to practice amongst others. As hot as the Rams looked against the Buccaneers on Monday night, they still only won that game by three points and their backfield trio was unable to get any sort of run game going. Given the 49ers have allowed the six fewest yards per carry this season and a longest run of just 25 yards, it's likely Uh, be up to Jared Goff to guide the Rams' offense to victory. And among his brilliance with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods were a few shaky passes and the potential return of Sherman could see those mistakes punished. Sure, the the Niners will likely struggle against the the Rams' elite defense as well, but I think they will have enough to keep this one within a touchdown. I do think, you know, I'm pretty sure here that the Rams are going to win this game. I personally think the spread is a little too big. It's too thick. Uh, If it stays where it's at, where it's at about seven right now, six and a half, I would take the Niners in this game. Now in what's possibly going to be the game of the week, we have Kansas City, three and a half point favorites at Tampa Bay. Um, The Buccaneers dropped to seven and four with the defeat to the Rams on Monday night uh, football last week, and they could be in for another tough time when they host the Kansas City Chiefs. Despite their record, the Bucs have been very inconsistent this year with quarterback Tom Brady not quite looking like his old self. Tampa Bay was embarrassed at home against New Orleans a couple of weeks ago. And just prior to that, they went down to the wire against the three and seven Giants team. They may be able to get away with it against weaker teams but not against the Chiefs. Kansas City improved to eight and one with the victory against uh, the Las Vegas Raiders last week. And their scoring lately has been, you know, out of this world. They're averaging 36 and a half points in their last four games while the Bucks boast a mean defense. They were somewhat found, uh, you know, found out against the Rams as Cooper Cup and Robert Woods carved them apart inside the slot, combining for an insane 275 yards off 23 uh, receptions. Now they face another uphill battle with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill to contend with. That said, I feel about letter a lot better about this pick if the Chiefs were just three-point favorites. Um I, I think it's you know, three and a half scares me a little here. Um I like Kansas City, but I think uh Tampa Bay's got something to prove. They're gonna come out, play hard. If it stays around three and a half, four, I, I like Tampa Bay in this game to cover. Last game has a division NFC North game. The Chicago Bears are nine and a half point underdogs at Green Bay. Um, NFC North action here on Sunday night uh, where the Chicago Bears visit the Green Bay Packers. If the Packers can win this one, they'll have a three-game lead in the division with only five left to play. While I think they'll win, there is some value in this line on Chicago. Mitchell Trubisky will make his return to the lineup in place of Nick Foles, and I think the offense will get a boost of energy from his presence. At the very least, his you know his scrambling ability will help open up an otherwise stagnant offense. Remember, the Bears did win their first two games of the season with Trubisky, right when he played the whole game. The Packers aren't quite as good as their record suggests, and only one of their seven wins have come against a team that isn't below 500. Chicago's defense defense hasn't been one of the best in the league throughout. Um, they have been, I'm sorry, one of the best in the league throughout, you know, the the, the whole season, the season so far. And there's no way you could lay this many points with a total this slow. I mean, if you look at the line, for example, it, Green Bay is nine and a half point favorites, but the over-under is 44 and a half. So it, it just doesn't seem right. Something's got to give. I like the Bears to cover that nine and a half points. It might get to 10 by kickoff. So definitely take the Bears in this one. Now, today's show, there there was a lot of changes. Um, There were some games that were postponed or moved uh, rescheduled. So I didn't get into all those games at this point, but I did cover the majority of the games for tomorrow. I just gave you a couple of picks, uh, a good picks, a couple of locks that you want to take this week. So make sure you take all that into consideration. Uh, my track record has been great. You know I'm still over 80% on the season. Uh, take advantage of the advice. And if you need somewhere to wager, somewhere to bet, don't forget, use mysportsbook.lv. Uh, these guys, top of the line, best in the business. You have my code, irrelevant. Use it for 150% match on your deposit. Take advantage. Start with more money to play with, more money to wager with, and hopefully have an even better weekend with your bets. So that's going to be all for this week's uh, locks for the NFL. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I look forward to hearing from you. Make sure you follow me on social media and have an excellent uh, rest of your week. And thanks again for tuning in.